Hello, Jen. Hey, Kara. Oh, it's so great to hear your voice and to connect with you. Yay. <laughs> I, feel like- I can't wait for my friends to meet you on my podcast. Nice. I love it. You just have like sunshine radiate through your voice. It always feels good to talk to you. Oh, Jen, I feel the same about you. And I remember when we first connected. So let's, we'll start with who you are, where we met, and I'll just kind of lead the convo. And it's very uh, open convo, which I think a lot of people enjoy about this podcast. So, and I think we're good at that because we chat a lot. (laughs) We, We used to chat a lot more when we were coaching together. All about the casual. Yeah, this is a PJ conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. So tell where we met was the alcohol, the, uh, the snake in mind coaching certification. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were, there were a lot of tears, I remember. Um... Oh, yes, that's right. Now I remember. <laughs> Vulnerability. I found somebody else that was willing to be vulnerable and cry yeah. in front of strangers. And I'm like, here's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what are these things coming out of my face? What the? (laughs) Oh, and that was 2000. It wasn't that long ago. (laughs) 22. No kidding. Holy. Uh, So what brought you to that certification course? Let's start there. Wow. Okay. That I know you're going to kick off with that big question. Um, Maybe parts of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess just the, the summary was that. Honestly, it came down to probably a conversation that a lot of people are having in their head, just the daily cycle of, um, I know I'm drinking more than is healthy for me. I know that I'm probably not making the best decision. Just a cycle of like, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we spoke about this before, like being tired or whatever the issues are in your life searching for all these and experimenting with all these other solutions, whether it's therapy or medications, or I need to go to bed earlier, I need to drink more water, I need to lose some weight and all of this stuff. But the one thing you're not going to change is that Um, afternoon bottle of wine or that shot as soon as you get out of work or, um, and so I was really just questioning some of the decisions that I was making and wondering, you know, if, to be honest, I, I, there were some examples in my life that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm becoming my dad, who mm-hmm. um, was a wonderful parent that broke his back to make sure I always had everything I needed. But at the same time, the drinking was definitely an issue. Uh-huh. And I was doing some exact behaviors that I used to judge him for. Uh-huh. And at when I started to see that and yet wouldn't stop doing it, that's when it was like, and, and there's another side of this was I just always, since about 2018, I started working with a coach and I started to get this. It was kind of the crying thing. Mm-hmm. We started to hit on some topics where I would just get overwhelmed with emotions. And this was really kind of the beginning of the journey. Yeah. Overwhelmed with emotions. And I'm like, why? What the hell am I talking about? That's making me feel this way. And I started to get this really strong urge that I was just supposed to be doing something more in life. And I was supposed to be serving some higher purpose. Mm -hmm. And um, I just couldn't quite put my finger on it. 
but so there was this, that kind of idea at the time I had been running my own marketing agency for close to two decades and it was a great gig and I got to work from home. It served its purpose that when I had kids, I was very flexible, but it just wasn't fulfilling me. And I always kind of knew like, I want to do something else, but I just, Mm -hmm. looking back, I now know I just had a total lack of clarity. I was just like everybody else in the cycle, just trying to take survive every day as it comes. Um, Yes. Yeah. And And spinning, like spinning in those thoughts. I remember that, like just completely cycling about all the things I should be shitting on myself. (laughs) Like how we say, quit shitting Mm -hmm. on yourself, people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, eventually that just led to my constant questioning of what is it, what is it, what is it, was I think honestly one day I finally just started going online and I can't remember the exact search term. You know, I thought about things like, well, what if I go to find an AA meeting? And I was just mortified by the thought of walking into one of those meetings. Um, I don't live in a big city, kind of in the suburbs. What if I go into one of those meetings and see one of my kids friends parents in there and then it's like well they're they're there too so they can't throw stones but I still it did not feel right for me um I was just like that's just not me I I I don't know I just couldn't bring myself there so I searched for a couple meetings just to maybe mm-hmm. and then I think in my online searching eventually um Annie's 30-day program popped up yeah and for me, it was just very, and, and kind of already having this background of I'm supposed to be doing more. What is it that needs to change? The science, the brain science, um, I, I was blessed that for me, just going through the program, it's not like I was completely alcohol free from that day, but I definitely went like 30, 40, I think like 60 days. And then I was able to do like, I think I might've like fell back into it like for a week, but, but I had so much awareness at that point from the science. I kind of knew what was going on Uh that I could stop it and remember that like, uh, -uh, that this is, this is how it goes. This is how it, how it starts. And I don't Mm want to go back there because I'm feeling so good. Like at first it was just, you know, I'm sure you remember like that 30, 60, 90 days. It's just a physical, Oh God, this feels so much better. Yes. And then I think, you know, I'd experiment. I would say, okay, um, I hosted this, you know, hosting big birthday parties for the kids. It's like you do all this prep and all this buildup. And you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to have a drink. And which is, I think, is hilarious looking back, you know, having like a three-year-old, four-year-old birthday parties, you know, where it's like the bar is bigger than like the, <laughs> the yeah. buffet table. <laughs> yeah. You're more concerned about satisfying your guests and fitting in and helping them feel comfortable with this alcohol that totally does not really align with a three-year birthday. (laughs) Right, right. And we were to the point, like, we'd always kind of been known for entertaining and stuff. So showing up at our house, and it was like an expectation. Mm. Like, if you're going to the baker's house, there's going to (laughs) be booze aplenty, something for everybody. Um. So where we are, where is like, oh, so there's this big, you know, build up, And then I, thankfully I've always been a person, you know, I can count on my hand now at over 40 years old. I can still probably count on one hand the times where I've got absolutely shit faced and mm-hmm. been falling down or something like that. 
but, and this is another funny thing, how much I used to pride myself on my tolerance and throwing back whiskey and everything that I used to think was so cool and tough girl. And so, you know, but at a kid's birthday party, yeah, we're doing shots at a kid's birthday party. Okay? So we get through the birthday party and it's like, yeah, I think I was present because I wasn't falling down. I was in control. I was the hostess with the mostess. But really looking back, like I wasn't really, I wouldn't have known it then, but now that I know what it feels like to be present and really feel the joy of what I've accomplished and seeing and, and feeling just the, the joy and awe and wonder of watching the kids fully present. Yeah. I'm just so grateful that I'm here now and a little sad about, you know, missing out then, mm-hmm. but um Anyway, so I guess the the point was like in that part of the journey, that was like an experiment. Yeah, like a data day. point, right? We call them data yeah. points. Right. And I went to it, into it knowing that going, I'm going to drink today and I'm going to see if it is what I used to believe it was. Yeah. And I didn't like it. And I think I did that one more time the following year because I was just curious. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, it doesn't do anything for me anymore. Like I, by that point, I was just so... At that point, I had so much, I was just enjoying being sober all the time. Right. You had more positives to to work up against the negative. Yeah. Yeah. Things that it gave me, like, okay, confidence. Yeah. Um, There. Internal confidence, right? Like, I think we can show, I think a lot of people think many of us strong-willed women and, and entrepreneurial women are very strong, right? We have all it figured out and, and maybe on the outside, <laughs> but that inside voice can really screw you up. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But once you kind of gain, to kind of summarize it, like as you spend more time sober, what it really did for me is put me in touch with feelings that had been, I'm going to woo see, I was raised like feelings are bad for everything, but yeah, it tuned me into my internal radar and helped me realize that my feelings are my guide and they had been numbed out for so long. I either couldn't feel them or I didn't understand them. And now I'm so like, I look for the feelings in the situation. Like, okay, how am I feeling? That's going to tell me whether I should be doing a or B or whatever. And it's the most, and to have confidence in knowing that my feelings are going to come, they're going to guide me. Mm-hmm. And then the other part of it, I, I read, I can't remember where I read this, but it was something about like a woman's age and she's carrying around a basket. I know we said we might not use this word, but she's carrying around a basket of Fox, if you will. <laughs> and like, as you grow older, you could just take some out and throw them until you have no Fox left. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it's not that I don't have any fox to give anymore, but, you know, I really don't. I know what's right for me now, and I have such a strong compass. I mean, sure, there's always questions, and you got to sit back and get quiet and think about it. But I have so much less noise mm-hmm. and assumptions about what other people are thinking, about the decisions I'm making. I don't care, and it's so relieving. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course that still creeps in. We're humans, but I'm now aware of it and I can stop myself and say, does that really freaking matter? Right. No. (laughs) And it just gives me so much more space to figure out what direction I'm supposed to go in. And even if I don't know, having the confidence that it's going to work out, 
and I'm going to be fine. And the reason I don't know is because I just haven't learned, you know, I haven't learned yet and it's on the way. Right. All I got to do is keep taking another step forward. Like, um, I like be... patience, just a little patience. Oh, patience in spades. <sighs> patience yeah. in spades. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love sure. that, Jen, because that's exactly, seriously, I mean, I, I, I always tell my guests the conversation will lead us where we need to go. And I truly believe it's that listening to our gut, but we've never given, I, I too the same, my emotions came out of nowhere. I'm like, I am, a, I knew I wasn't an emotional person, but the last time I had like cried or truly got angry, you know, like that anger inside that's, that's a healthy anger, right? Like you mm-hmm. feel the shit mm-hmm. and, and I just didn't want to, or I was too busy kind of maybe taking on other people's stuff too much and mm-hmm. that consuming me, no boundaries really. And then what do you do? You drink to kind of ignore it, forget it. And then you just rinse and repeat. And my gosh, that just wears and tears on you so much. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I think the, so, you know, I was telling you about, this is only something that I've recently woken up to is that it's, it's not just okay to feel good. Like, I, I don't want to should on anybody. Not we should be. But I, I realize that for me personally, I am constantly in the pursuit of feeling good. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. And if something doesn't feel good, I need to sit back and look at why. And where I used to always feel like, well, you know, at first, I think it started, I'm too busy to deal with feelings. Just keep <laughs> moving forward. Just keep moving forward. Just yeah. keep moving forward. Yeah. Nobody has time for feelings. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would project that on other people too. I don't have time for your feelings, dude. I'm trying to get through life here. Okay. You know, <laughs> take that baggage elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but now it's turned around where it's like, no, I need to stop and feel these feelings, which, oh, by the way, when I was drinking, I couldn't like just scientifically, like yeah, you, you yeah, really shut it down. Numb them. Um, and so now I understand how now my pursuit is where do I find the time to stop and pay attention to these feelings or feel these feelings so yeah. that I'm prevented from getting myself in more shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like something I talk about all the time is they have, you have to find that space every day. You have the time. We all have the same 24 hours and it's like, do we spend it scrolling, consuming, um, you know, looking outward at other things that could be a very common thing that people do instead of sitting with the quiet and just being like writing things. And after you even journal them, like, how did that feel when you wrote that? Oh, so many things that you get focused on. Like maybe it's a conversation that didn't go well, that just keeps nagging at your brain. If you sit down and just journal it, take out the emotion, write down the facts, Mm-hmm. think about what the different possibilities could have been if you hadn't been so emotionally involved on your side. And I tell you, I just writing that out. Like you come away like, Oh yeah, that's, that was really no big deal. I wasted so much time like fixating on that. Mm-hmm. It's mostly our own thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's like, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I really want to bring, go back to the point where you were 
I think this is really a, a key point in people's journey is some people, and I couldn't do this, you know, when, when they're counting their days of being alcohol free, mm-hmm. that's fine. I, I have an mm-hmm. app and I, I looked at it periodically, mm-hmm. but what I believe is if we get too much into this white knuckling days, mm-hmm. then when that, okay, throughout the year, we got to go through all sorts of things and, and, and each year can be different and new things and new emotions that we haven't dealt with yet. And mm-hmm. if we just white knuckle it and, and I'm not saying to break your, your days, but it, the people who consume on that, and then they've had 2,325 days. And then one day, maybe mm-hmm. something happened that is they've never emotionally before in life, yeah. a death or something, and, and they consume Instead of beating themselves up and being like, oh, I got to start at day one. The heck you do. Like you've had how many days under your belt and you just had something happen that you need to evaluate, look at and understand. Did this help? Did alcohol help? Did it, did it give me what I needed? And how do I feel after it? And don't beat yourself up about it because I believe that if the people who are counting the days feel like it's like day one, they just spiral even further down and they continue yeah. to drink. Do you yeah. feel that too? I mean, I've just heard, talked to people that have been like that and I'm like, my gosh, celebrate the wins. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to, cause I want to backtrack cause I wanted to say something else about the taking time to, you know, feel feelings, <laughs> meditate, whatever, every single day that, that I think that too, like, especially if you're just getting started, it can feel so awkward. And you're like, I don't know how to meditate. Like I'm thinking 5 million things during this meditation. <laughs> right. It's okay. It's okay. It's a habit just like anything else. And if you do it for three days, um, I'm about to have a visitor. Sorry. That's Mom, okay. Don't talk to me. I'll come get you in a minute. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, if, if you, if you, if you meditate or journal for three days and then you don't do it for a week, like, you know, just, just come back to it, just come back to it as often as you can and don't judge yourself for not being completely consistent all the time. You know what? If you're absolutely, totally consistent every single day, you probably don't have much of a life. Just saying. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're not taking in your feelings like, screw it. I don't want to journal today. I'm going to go out and walk. Good. Go do that. You don't have to stick to the same thing. We all, we're emotional people. We need different things to express our emotions. Yeah. And sometimes stuff stuff comes up, like show yourself some grace. So what? I didn't meditate or journal (laughs) yesterday. I'll do it tomorrow or today or, you know, like, so Mm -hmm. what? So Mm -hmm. what? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, in terms of the counting days, I did not count days. I know I said like 30, 90, I think those were estimates because I was, but I couldn't do that either. I couldn't, I couldn't count days one because I just don't freaking want to keep track of other yeah. things to, to think about. Um, I think right now I've been alcohol free two years, maybe two and a half years. Mm-hmm. I kind of do it like by my kids' birthdays because I remember like, well, that was the last time I had a drink. <laughs> yeah. And also when I say two years, two and a half, see, I just totally don't even know. So I told you I had that data point that was on my kid's birthday. Well, I'm not going to throw away the whole year I had before that because I decided to consciously drink on that day. No, that's ridiculous. And it reminds me of um, like my daughter comes home and she made a 98 on a math test or something. And she was 
so like she was just ready to trash the whole thing in her mind she might as well have made a zero because she missed one of the problems honey why put that on yourself like me personally I was never amazing at math so I was like yeah (laughs) Yeah. you're kicking ass (laughs) um but yeah I feel that's like what people what grown adults do to themselves and especially trying to quit drinking oh well I drank this day and it turned into a week and screw the last 30 days or 90 days I had under my belt um I'm not I'm not a fan of counting Mm -hmm. I'm more about how do you feel about your progress? What's your next step? Like, yep. Um, what how, areas how do you feel? In- Sorry. Yes. Like, where yeah. do you feel empowered? Where mm-hmm. do you still feel vulnerable? You know, I mean, there's that. It's not like you're super woman after you stop, like you've got the emotions that, and do you feel too, that the world is like, you can't be sad. And I'm, <laughs> it's like, you better have these emotions of sadness. It's not all happy mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. It's okay to feel feelings. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I do think so. I know there's the whole like toxic positivity. I, I think I'm not real like hard line on anything. Honestly, I think there's times when it's fine to just say everything's great. You know, just to keep the conversation moving, like we don't need to dwell on every terrible thing that's going on in life for 15 minutes right. before <laughs> we can move on. But yeah, I do think that sometimes it's okay to be like, you know, things are tough. I'm still super busy as ever or, you know, had a death in the family or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's okay. I think what maybe I've kind of retrained people around me too to understand is I'm going to feel feelings, but the difference is... I'm not going to explode on everyone or get into this weird pouty whatever for the rest of the day. I'm just going to take a moment, be aware of what's going on and either fix it or, you know, I'm going to, again, I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever I need to make myself feel good. Yeah. In that moment. Right. Right. Or just acknowledge what it is, acknowledge how long I'm going to need to deal with it. And then, um, you know, we think through it later on. Yeah. Right. Give yourself a break from thinking. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it's like overthinkers. Yeah. It's very, that, that's one reason I, you know, I, I was thinking so much about everything and, and the alcohol mm-hmm. would numb that out. And it's like, wait a minute, there's beauty in that as well. There, there can mm-hmm. be, right. It depends on where you, you take the avenue. Are you thinking more about okay. yourself and and the guilt when you Mm -hmm. remove that after you're like okay I said I wasn't gonna drink and I didn't that is worth celebrating and Mm -hmm. when you can actually show up for yourself I believe and do those things every day whatever that may be I'm gonna go walk and you walk you're gonna go talk to a friend and you do it I think Mm -hmm. we all are looking outward for what we can do and show and maybe post and oh whatever it's like do the little things that nobody needs to know about. Those are the most empowering things personally mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and what I was missing, because on the outside before, it looked like everything was under control, but there was mm-hmm. chaos inside. Now it's true chaos, true, 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 you know, inner peace of like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this thing without this crutch. It's yeah. hard, but it, it's here. 
it just vulnerability comes out and, and the real you shows, I think, and our real passions come out, which I want to talk about now. Like you're, don't you feel like the creativity came out after you change your relationship with alcohol and you're like, what is next for me? Yeah, I think a little bit. Um, can I backtrack again on something you were saying? Yes. The Cause you just remind me like, Oh God, the noise, the overthinking, everything. I, just thought like oh I have so many more thoughts in my brain than everybody else around me all the time um and it would bleed into the nighttime and yeah that would be I'm gonna start drinking at five o'clock so that I can pass out by like 10 11 whatever plus watch Netflix you know whatever to shut my brain up and then of course then you learn through the process that oh by the way all that booze was just hindering my sleep the whole waking up at 3 a.m and then your brain's just racing again Um, so but it's so interesting like now thinking back like I know like sleep has been much better for a long time now but Mm -hmm. yeah I even if I have a million things going on in the day and through my head they're not so much there at night like at nighttime I can lay my head down and go to sleep um so I just wanted to touch back on that. It's just yeah. been another amazing benefit of not drinking. And I had sex a lot more before bedtime too. But anyway. Um. <laughs> and taking the time for yourself before you go to bed. I think, you know, yeah. not rushing it to be like to actually have a, a little oasis time, your time. Mm-hmm. And I know there's so many women with kids that you're oh, showing wow. them that you need to show your kids that you can have some alone time because that's mm-hmm. important for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're sad or mad. You're just doing your thing and you're not doing it to piss somebody off or prove a point. You know, yeah. that's how I used to do it. Like, I was going to go on my own and do this and shove it in your face. And because <laughs> I wanted the, the love or attention, it's like, no, I can give that to myself now in a very yeah. healthy way and be super joyful about it. You can buy yourself flowers and write your name in the sand. <laughs> oh, yes. And and on the, the who the flowers are for from... To Kara from Kara. Like, I do that a lot. <laughs> and that way you get your favorite kind. <laughs> yes. So true. I mean, what's wrong with that? We can't expect everybody else in our life to give us what we think we need. That's so, mm-hmm. or alcohol to give us what we need because it doesn't. And it comes back now to what we were saying. We try the, the face creams for the wrinkles, this, <laughs> the exercise, the, the, this pill for sleep and this for depression. And what I, I understand there are things that do help people. Yeah. But in the same time, I know many women <laughs> that are taking those pills that should not be drinking with them because it just negates them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I did that for years. Yeah. It's like just insane. What else is this pill doing to my body? So, well, and the I'm, weight, the weight too, the weight management. Um, it's, oh, yeah. I am not a, I'm not a, no, I didn't stop drinking and now I'm a small, frail thing. But, I think that I would be a lot bigger if I continued to drink, like despite if I was working my ass off at the gym, whatever. I mean, just imagine all of the sugar that we're constantly consuming and it's slowing down our metabolism. And then at the same time, we're just busting our asses and fretting over weight gain constantly. Yeah. <laughs> but then we're doing the complete opposite thing that's good for us. Right. And uh, I remember, remember in our coaching where they said the liver is working hard to get alcohol out instead of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, ding, ding, ding. Of course it is. <laughs> like, 
it's yeah. not getting the the toxins that I want out. It's first eliminating all the alcohol toxins, and then it, mm-hmm. it, it, when does it have time to replenish the good stuff? I mean, you guys, this is scientifically proven. It's like, right. wow. When I understood that, and when she in the book and the alcohol experiment, because that's how I started too. It, it's like, wow, this really isn't what it's supposed. What I thought yeah. it, it was doing for me, you know, and well, that's and- the big point. Unless you're in an environment, you know, you take the time out to learn this stuff and actually see the science behind it. It's not a message that comes to you readily or that you stop to really give it credence among all of the other alcohol positive messages that we're just like bombarded with from birth. (laughs) Right. Um, you know, marketing, there's lobbyists, there's the way our families, their drinking habits were, and our friends, like, we're just, mm-hmm. we're just taught that, like, alcohol is the way of life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, have it at your parties, have it at your birthdays, have it at sadness. I mean, it's, it's just, it's sad. <laughs> it's really, but yeah. more people talking about it like us, I think showing, you know, the things that we've eliminated because of it. And I think most mm-hmm. of it is that negative self-talk that can just keep us stuck so much. And general noise, just general BS that doesn't freaking matter. Mm-hmm. Clearing that stuff out so you can focus on what's really going to make a difference in your life mm-hmm. and in your family's lives. And, oh gosh, we just, we get ourselves into such twisted balls over crap that it doesn't matter. <laughs> I know. Oh, I think I remember we both kind of had that realization on a Zoom. Mm-hmm. I do. I think it was like, wow, we really put this on a pedestal. How many years of our lives? And, and when it's not the most, it's hard because it, it, you're like, this is the stupidest thing that you've done, you feel. Mm-hmm. but it's so common and it's okay. And the shame, right? Like that shame needs to go away. It's it, you're, you're stronger than that. You're stronger than alcohol. I believe people are not powerless over this thing. I think it's the inundated of the marketing and everything we learned. It's just this discognitive dissonance. Mm-hmm. My brain tells me every night I shouldn't do this anymore because it's hurting me. But then why at four o'clock I still grab it like this because it works for a little bit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> until mm-hmm. it doesn't so yeah. oh, so what fun things have you been up to because yeah. of being alcohol free I know you're you're I, I call it kind of a bridge right of learning mm-hmm. you you want different things what's yeah. exciting in your life now Jen yeah so uh, around the same time that I decided to get a coaching certification <clears throat> I also got turned on to real estate investing <clears throat> excuse me And so I was trying to take those journeys parallel because at the time, so one thing that I guess the initially Mm -hmm. being alcohol free kind of cleared a bunch of cobwebs and gave me the, the clarity and confidence to shut down my, just, I, I burned the bridges. (laughs) Um, I started my coaching certification. I think I was still running my agency Um, I think it was just before, right after my certification, um, I had also been trying to do the real estate thing, realizing it was too much and there's no way that I was going to make it all happen. Um, I had latched on to this. Well, I'll I'll go back to that later. 
So uh, I was in a good position where certain things were happening with my clients, where they were joining up with other investment companies and stuff. It was a good time for them, for me to finally back away. So I pretty much burned the bridges. Uh, It took about six months to kind of unravel myself from both of those, um, from two of the flagship clients. And, um, but I I did it. I burned bridges on the marketing. I said, well, I'm going to sink or swim now. So I was, trying to do the coaching business and the uh, building up a real an investing business at the same time. And I had to come to the realization. And again, with, with, with the alcohol, I would not have had the clarity or the courage to do any of this. Yeah. Um, so I came to a point where I realized that I really needed to generate some income faster than I felt like I was going to be able to do with the coaching Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, well, I learned this term, this multi-passionate entrepreneur. And I was like, yes, that's what I am. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. But having like, we mentioned the cognitive dissonance with the, also the saying, like, if you chase two rabbits, you're only going to catch one or something like that. <laughs> so I kind of backed away from the, the coaching for now while uh-huh. I get the real estate off the ground. And I have, you know, this very, this higher purpose of providing income for families, not income, providing housing and skills training for families trying to get out of difficult situations, maybe abuse situations. Um, so I won't, I won't go too deep into that, but of course I want to give back everything that I've learned being, becoming and being alcohol free and seeing family members and friends struggle with it and death from it, honestly. Yeah. I, you know, I'm going to come back around to my coaching and that's, I really want to give back in that way. Um, and I'm hoping that someday through the real estate investing, I'm going to create, you know, a legacy and generational wealth for my own family, but also, like I said, provide safe, affordable housing for families while perhaps they can also get treatment. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to say treatment, but they can get coaching regarding their relationship with alcohol or drugs. And at the same time, some skills training so that they can stand on their own two feet when they're ready to move on. Oh, yes. I love that, Jen. See, it comes full circle. And I was looking back just a couple days ago thinking, oh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling this calling to you know, get back into the coaching. And, you know, I think I had some, oh, you really dropped the ball on that for a while, Jen. And, you know, I looked back and I thought, Mm-mm. I, in our certification process, you know, we had to do some pro bono coaching. Mm-hmm. And I looked back and I, I thought about that. I said, you know what? Two of my clients, my pro bono clients that I had at that point, are living alcohol free and they have made changes in their life that they've been struggling for years to make. And now I'm going to get choked up. Aww, yeah. And I was like, you know, and one of them is a very close family. He's like a brother to me. Oh, here we go. Um, and he ha- had been working in a, um, just a job where his boss was just taking total advantage of him. And I, he had dreams that, he wanted to go on and do something else, something bigger <laughs> too. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, caught in that cycle of just being tired and drinking and, and not having the energy to take the steps or the courage to take the steps. And now when I look back, he's made the changes. He's in a new career. And um, yeah, oh. it's cool. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like, you know what? No, that's freaking awesome. And yeah. I, you I helped love that happen. 
and I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you helped make that happen, Jen. Mm-hmm. I think this is so powerful. I mean, it's it's you've got to look at what you have done, and we all, oh yeah, the should have. So I should have been doing. No, yeah. you're you're following. Like, really, it's God's crumbs of what feels good right now and taking that on. And and there's some people that can do multiple things and some people that can't, but you just got to go with your gut and be okay with saying, I am going to focus here and yeah. know that somehow it will, the, the thread will come through and, yeah. and you just, you don't know how right now. And, and you're not supposed to know how. Yeah. It's, right. It's, it's not, you, it, it'll happen. It's been scary and it's still scary, but you know, if I was so scared, I wouldn't be doing it. It's like, oh, it's scary. I, 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 I guess you could describe, just describe it as faith. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you want to use the word faith or confidence, but I know that, hmm, I don't want to say in my fear, fear doesn't feel like the right word. It's just it's having a new patience. It's just having a new patience and understanding that I just so much more confident that I have made, Mm -hmm. even though on paper, it wouldn't look like to somebody else that I'm on the right path. I just know within myself that I'm good and things, things are about to be rocking and rolling. And I, I just feel it so hard. It's, and it's not like this, um, I'm going to fake it till I make it kind of. No. It's right. Not, it's very hard to describe. Um, I'm it's just an inner I'm, knowing. It's an inner knowing. Yes. And, and knowing and, and, you know, if, if you have the faith of, of somebody's got a plan for you figured out already and that just got to be open to it and you got to yeah. look at you, you know, we look at signs that maybe, maybe we're used to signs that it shouldn't be. Like we shouldn't mm-hmm. be doing certain things. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to the things that say yes. You mm-hmm. should be doing this. The joy, the the signs that are out there, and, and being like, ah, Kara yeah. asked me to do this podcast. That's a sign. <laughs> or you know, my friend came back to me and said they're they love being alcohol free. There's a sign. Or this real estate thing happened. There's another sign. Like everything yeah. could be a positive sign if we look at it that way. Yeah, the negative, I think the the shouldn'ts, those come from external factors and judgments that either that's somebody else's issue that they need to work on, or it's something you've made up in your head that they're, mm-hmm. I think we make up a lot of exterior judgments. Oh, um, gosh, yes. <laughs> that don't exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and you said inner knowledge, but also an inner peace, because I could not feel this way. I couldn't feel this inner knowing and this confidence in the way things are moving along. If I had all the noise that was rolling around in my brain before. Exactly. Oh, I think that's a great ending. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I think, I think truly that is what it, you know, quiet the chatter and the negative thoughts. Not that we, we, we still have them. I'm not saying we're perfect. We're on this path with everybody, right? Anybody going through this journey, we're just one more step ahead. Mm-hmm. In anything, in your real estate and coaching, we're one step ahead of our clients. I, that's how I truly, I'm with working with them <laughs> through mm-hmm. it. I'm being honest, like, yeah, I've had that struggle and I still kind of do, you know, like we're not perfect, but we're here trying and we're wanting to voice that to people to, to, to know they're not alone. 
mm-hmm. to know that maybe the biggest elephant in the room, maybe alcohol, eliminating that could make a lot of things happen for you that have not been happening. If nothing else, right? Just becoming, it, I think you said earlier, um, not necessarily becoming alcohol free, but changing your relationship with alcohol, your mindset around it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just becoming aware, just learning something new every step of the way, even if you don't become alcohol free or whatever, just generating an awareness. So you have a new tool mm-hmm. to guide yourself on. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And if we can provide that tool in certain ways for people for a time being, you know, I, I don't, I don't want clients forever. I want them to move on and try different things and to mm-hmm. utilize what I've taught them, right? Like use mm-hmm. that tool, see how that feels. And, and just a new awareness of somebody reminding you every week, Hey, you got this, like, what are you thinking? And turn that thought around. And you know, how can you turn that thought around? It's just, the reminders that we all need. And I think that's, and you know, people new to coaching understand that. And it's not about thinking about the past and, and bringing all that stuff up. It is about moving forward with, with doing tools and new knowledge. So. Yeah. I think it's um, yeah. Also just tying it back into it's learning what feeling good feels like in reality. <laughs> yeah. The real, the real kind of feeling good, remembering what that feels like. And then, re- and then learning how to pursue that, how to get that feeling over and over again, the real authentic, not the, um, I don't want to say synthetic, not the synthetic feel good. Right. Right. The real, real, real feel goods. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to not be afraid to go there and try right. it. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously if you need to talk to a doctor about your drinking and it's, you know, you need to, you haven't never ever quit stopped a day, like do talk to your doctor. Yeah. I always put that in there, but if you're one that's gone, you know, try it, feel the feels and, and journal that stuff out <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Talk and to I don't somebody. want to make it sound like all like rainbows and puppies, <laughs> but no. right. yeah, feeling the feels at first feeling the feels doesn't always feel good. It's not all, I'm not trying to tell people like, Oh, stop drinking. And you know, just yeah. feel the feels. And yeah, I get it. Like the reason that we kind of get into the cycle anyways, because our feels don't feel good, Yeah, but they're never going to, until you take the time. It's like you stop the alcohol and then you have the capacity to work on those negative feelings so mm-hmm. that they're not negative anymore or yes. they don't affect yeah. you negatively anymore. Oh, and that's really yeah. The goal it's, it's stop the drinking, then take care of the, sim- the symptom. Yeah. And, and it could be underlying stuff too, from way yeah. back. I mean that, and, and then that's what you find. Oh, I guess I do need more help. Maybe, maybe with a therapist on this, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you discover, Oh, there's this, there's that. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of, a lot. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, awesome. So your website is, there is, there is more.com, but it's more is M O O O R E. Like there's an ellipsis in the middle of the word. Ooh, okay. Does that stand for something? Well, it's, it's a very, it's a very long story that started back in college. Um, it, it has to do with a tattoo. Like the story is on my website, okay. but I got you have three dots on my foot and it's so weird how back then it stood for 
being able to, it's like I said, it's, it's kind of a long story, but it stood for being able to like party all night and then be the first person at the seminars in the morning doing presentations. <laughs> and it's just in my life, it's evolved to mean so much more. Mm. It's like the story continues and what are you going to do with it? How much better is it going to be? There's yeah. more for you out there. So. Oh, I love that, Jen. Oh, well, this is great. I'm so glad we got to record this conversation. I think it's a, it's a, such a, it's a healthy conversation and I'm so wow. glad we could have it together. I, I do so much better talking this thing out with somebody else who, who I've been through it with as well. I'm so excited to reconnect with you and I appreciate the invite. This is fun. Awesome. All right, you guys have a great day, Jen and everybody else. Take you care. Too. Bye. Right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coffee with Kara podcast and being here with me and sharing and following. I so appreciate it. If you do want some guidance and support in changing your relationship with alcohol and embracing the empowerment that you have within you, please reach out. You can go to my website, caramens.com. There's a place that you can schedule a free call just to see if we're a match, how I can help. It's totally free, no pressure to hire me or anything, but it's a great starting point and I hope to chat with you. Have an awesome day.